0: <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, welcome, greetings to everybody that's watching. All right, let me see what we got going on. I was monitoring the chat a little bit. Uh, we're thankful to everybody who's taking the time to join with us this morning, and we are so thrilled and honored that you have uh, taking the time and, and set aside part of your morning. In some cases, getting up a little bit earlier than normal. <laughs> Amen. And uh, spending time with us, we, we really appreciate that. Praise God. And I see y'all in the chat. It's really cool. We're doing it different these days, but it's still church. Praise God. And we're going to jump into uh, a series that I started a while ago, the Believer's Authority. This is the, actually the sixth lesson, and we're going to dive right in here uh, in a moment. I want to encourage you to um, set aside any any distractions uh, that you may have. Um, I know that it's tempting to go to the refrigerator and do different things, but I want want you to really. Uh, lock in because these truths that I'm going to share with you are from God's Word and they are truth and they will change your life. There may be something, there may be a little bit different than what you've heard, but uh, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so my job here is not to get you to feel good, even though you, you may feel good and, and we don't uh, despise our feelings, but we walk by faith. And not by sight and uh, my my job is not to get you to try to get you to live right Uh, my job is to help you believe correctly because if you believe correctly if you know the truth jesus said the truth shall set you free amen and and the truth is the gospel Uh, when we say the gospel Sometimes I talk about the the gospel of grace because this good news, this good news, that's what gospel means, good news. It's the good news of God's unmerited favor. That's what grace is. It's God's unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. So the gospel of Christ is the gospel of grace. It's the gospel of the new covenant. Grace is not a message. It's a person, and his name is Jesus. And my heart goes out to uh, believers who, they they love God, and they want to serve God, but they're bound by religion. They can't keep up with the rules. It's like, do better, try harder, and, and, and in religion... Um, and I want to speak to those of you that, that you've, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried, and whatever you've done, it just doesn't seem good enough. It's like you're going through a maze. You never know where the end of it is. It's just like no matter what you do, it's not good enough. Well, the Bible says that we're not under the law. Sin will not have dominion over you because you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Amen. And so we are to live by God's grace, which means live by his unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. Uh, We we don't live according to our obedience. We, We live according to what Jesus did on the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so because of his life and what he did on the cross, he made us righteous. He became sin for us on the cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we're not under the law. That's do good, get good, do bad, get bad. We are under the new covenant of grace. Amen. And that means that we're blessed, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. So if you've been trying to Live better. You've been trying to live the Christian life. Somebody says, "Well, living the Christian life is uh, is hard." No, it's not hard. It's impossible when you're trying to do it on your own. But what I encourage you to do, if you've been taught that you just need to do better, serve God more, love Him more, try harder, I encourage you to quit and fall into the loving arms of Jesus, because. Um, Even though there are many believers that um, just they keep trying and they keep going through the motions of religion on the inside. I want to speak to those of you that on the inside, you just know this can't be it. This can't be the kind of life that Jesus wants me to live. And so when you hear the truth of God's grace, um, it's, it's just like something that's like, yes, that's it. I knew I knew it wasn't that hard. (laughs) amen so uh i didn't mean to say all that but i i guess the lord wanted that said i hadn't planned that but uh praise god i my heart goes out to people who are bound by religion and they're trying so hard to live the christian life the christian life is impossible to live by your on, on your own amen we we are to live by god's grace god doesn't doesn't bless you according to keeping the rules God doesn't bless you; He does not favor you based on your performance or your self-effort. God blesses you because of grace, because of what Jesus did for you on the cross, not your obedience. By one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. By one man's obedience, many were made righteous. By Jesus' obedience, not your obedience, you were made right with God. What does that mean? That you—that means that you are not guilty. Righteousness, that's a big word, and, 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 but what does it mean? Right standing with God. Well, what, what does that mean? That means you're not guilty. That's, what, that's the way God sees you, not guilty, totally acceptable to God, and it has nothing to do with your performance. And see, that's the truth of God's grace that will set you free if you just grab a hold of it. it it'll set you free. You're good enough. You are pleasing to God because of what Jesus did. See, uh, this whole thing is rigged. <laughs> it's all, all because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. I tell you what, I'm feeling good right now. Even though I said I'm not trying to get you feel good, I'm feeling good right here. Because, see, when you, when you understand this, man, this will, this will set you free. So... Um, and looking at authority and using your authority, well, isn't, isn't when, when we use our authority, when you say things like, well, whatever, um, a couple of scriptures we looked at, just to catch everybody up, if you're with us for the first time, welcome, and welcome Summit Nation. I miss my Summit family. I miss y'all so much. I didn't know how much I miss you. I miss seeing your face. And uh, praise God. Take advantage of the, the things that we have available during the week. We're on Zoom. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube and Facebook right now. And we're doing Zoom so we can see the face-to-face if you want to wanna be seen. And don't be, if you're reluctant to get on Zoom because maybe your hair's not done or you're not looking presentable, well, it defaults when we do our, our Zoom Bible studies. You can also jump on Facebook or YouTube, but if you jump on Zoom, it's defaulted where you won't be seen or heard. You have to turn those things on. So don't think you're going to jump on it's like, ah, my mug's going to be in the, you know, for everybody to see. No. Uh, so, uh, but I welcome you and I encourage you, Summit family, and anybody else who would like to join. Uh, we'll be here on Wednesday, Wednesday night at uh, 7 o'clock, Wednesday night, right here on this page on YouTube. And we're going to add Zoom as well for Wednesday night Bible class. We'll get into uh, some more, some more Word. Okay, so we looked at scriptures like Matthew sixteen nineteen, a key scripture in this study. Whatever God says, listen. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Now, now, it, it, isn't that? Isn't that performance? Isn't that no, that's not performance. See, your authority that you've been given, we've been given authority in the powerful, matchless name of Jesus. And when we and, and see, when we're using our authority, the authority that's been given to us in the new covenant, it's a part of our, our benefits of the new covenant. Using your authority, the authority that we've been given, it's a part of the new covenant package. And I use the example of the power company in your house. If you walk into your house at night and it's dark, well, as long as you paid your electric bill, um, all you got to do is flip the switch. The power is coming into your house. But you've got to flip, uh, flip the switch. Now, see, God has given unto us. I encourage you to take notes. And I, I have in the front of my Bible, I have written here, take your time. <laughs> Something my piano teacher taught me long ago. I don't know how to play the piano because I quit. But uh, the best thing I got out of the boat. I wish I had not but I did quit. I begged my parents to let me quit. And they did. But one thing I got from my uh, great piano teacher, Robert Taylor, he said, take your time. So I'm going to slow down. I'm going to go a little slower than I did last week. I get excited about this. and But I, I want to make sure that, that you absorb this, let you process it, let it uh, uh, simmer. <laughs> okay. And I want you to get these truths deep, deep down in, into your heart. That, see, using your authority, see, it's like flipping the switch. God has already provided freely by his grace, forgiveness, righteousness, deliverance from anything that's troubling you, deliverance from fear and and, and worry, um, prosperity, healing. These things have have already been done. They've, They've already been provided for us on the cross like the power going into your house it's already provided but you've got to flip the switch so we have to take possession of what's already been provided by God's grace take our faith takes possession of what God has already provided by his unearned undeserved unmerited favor and so how we apply authority under grace is we're not trying to get God to, uh, uh, or we're not, we're not asking Jesus to make something happen. We're, we're not trying to make something happen that has already happened. When did it happen? On the cross. Your prosperity happened. Your victory happened. Your forgiveness happened. How'd you get saved? You, j- you just believed you, you, but you have to lay hold of it by confessing with your mouth, believing in your, in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. You just receive. You, you take possession of what's already provided. See, by grace, you've been saved. And saved is, means, it's sozo in the Greek. It, it means to deliver, to protect, to heal, soundness. Safety is included in that. Safety from the coronavirus. Healing from anything, including the coronavirus. It's already been provided for you on the cross. So it's freely given, but by grace you've been sozoed, saved, delivered, healed, protected, prosperous, delivered through faith. So it's it's your faith that lays hold of it and takes possession of it. Hallelujah. So, when we use our authority, see, we understand we're not trying to make something happen that's already happened. We're just flipping the switch like you do when you go in a dark house. See? Now, you're not doing this on your own. And we'll, we'll get to this a little bit later. You're not getting... See, if 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 the If the power company hasn't already supplied the power, you flipping the switch is not going to make any difference. <laughs> See, God has already provided the power He's already supplied already. Now, I've just taught my whole message, but I'm going to give you a scripture for all this stuff, okay now, let's review whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let's put a pin there and just let me give you a disclaimer. I want to make sure that you don't misunderstand me. Are you saying, Pastor, that because we have authority over sickness and disease, and you do, you have authority over the coronavirus. I bind the coronavirus in the name of Jesus. Just like Jesus rebuked the storm. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than than these shall you do. See, we have authority to do what Jesus did. He said, the works that I do shall you do also because he's given us his name. And all the power of heaven, all of God's power is in back of that name, and that name has been given to the church. Now my, my disclaimer. Do you mean that we shouldn't wear a mask when we go out, when, when we go to the store? Are you saying that we shouldn't keep six uh, feet apart, practice social distancing and things like that? I'm not saying don't do those things. And don't misquote me. The pastor said you ain't got to do all that stuff. I didn't say that. When I go, get, go, go to Coney Island to get my Coney dogs, uh, I stand on a the, on the designated spot on the floor just like everybody else, okay? This is not an either-or proposition. I'm using my faith and I'm believing. I'm not going there standing on that spot in fear <laughs> that I'm going to catch something from somebody. Oh, man, is that person, are they six feet from me? See, I'm not freaking out. I'm not panicking about the situation. I'm not panicking, panicking about finances. And neither should you. Carlo. it was awesome what, what, what Carla said, said. In this world, uh, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. The praise team saying, I'm laying it down. I'm, and Don emphasized that point. I'm trading my sorrows for the joy of the Lord. I, see, we can have joy in the midst of trouble. We can have peace in the midst of circumstances. So along with the social distancing and all that stuff, we operate, uh, it's foolish to to not practice social distancing. Walking in a place and just, y'all just breathe on me. (laughs) No, that's stupid. Okay? So don't misunderstand me. Practice all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, don't put your faith in those things. Because the mask can, can fail you. The six feet can fail you. Somebody can jump in front of your face. Ah! <laughs> You're like, wow! Well, that person just went in front of me. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Do I got the virus? No. Because we've got the life of God on the inside of us. The same life that Jesus has in, is in you the law of the spirit of life, in Christ Jesus has made you free. Thank you, Lord. So your healing is a finished work. Now let's use our authority and do what the Bible says: walk on. Behold, I give unto you authority. Glory to God, I gotta love it to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by Y'all say it. Well, I take a sip of tea. What's the rest of that? That's right. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing includes a coronavirus. See? I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, and whatever you bind on earth. See, that's not performance. It's, it's using your, your, your authority. It's your right that's been given to you by grace. See, you just laying a hole. That's not performance. It's laying a hole by faith of what's already been, been provided by God's grace. And in Matthew 10, 8, Jesus, when he sent the disciples out two by two, he said, heal the sick. Let me bring up my presentation. I still got the feed going. I guess I don't need to watch. I can't watch the feed and respond to comments and teach at the same time, and I certainly don't need to look at myself. <laughs> okay, thank you, Lord. Um, Matthew ten eight. While I'm while I'm getting there, heal the sick. Isn't that that's powerful? He said, "Heal the sick." See, a lot of times, you know what we're doing. Now, now listen to this. This is is very important. We're talking to God about our problems when we should be talking to our problems about how big God is. Mm. Prayer has its place. But using your authority is not talking to God about your problems. See, a lot of problems people have. We're going to get into this today. Now, please, please don't leave. This is not a good time to leave right now because all this has just really been an introduction. I'm going to show you about your kingship. You know you're a king? I mean, you're a king and a priest. I mean, with, with, you got real authority. You, you're, not, you're, you're a prince. You're not, 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 like, not like a European prince <laughs> that has really no real authority. You got real authority over your circumstances. Right. Glory be to God. And um, Jesus told them to go out, heal the sick. He didn't ask them to pray or ask me. He sent them out. He wasn't even with them. He wasn't with them like he's with us. Now, he's he had to send them out. And see, Jesus could only be one place at a time. That's why he said it's advantageous that I go away. How is that advantageous for Jesus to leave, leave them? Well, he said, if I go away, the helper's coming. One that will take his place, and he can be at more than one place at a time. He's in believers. He's in you while you're sitting there watching. He's in me. See, and we need to use our authority like they did. And Jesus wasn't even with them. He said, But he commissioned them. He gave them like he gave us. The power of attorney to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Yes, demons are real. Cleanse the lepers. Just like Jesus did. A leper came to him one time. I love it. Jesus, He came to Jesus. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now, lepers at that time kind of reminds me of the coronavirus. Anybody that were, was around lepers, they had to be quarantined. And lepers themselves were, were in a, a leper's colony. They couldn't even be in public. But you know what? When he came to Jesus, he said, man, bump this. I'm, I'm going to get as close to Jesus as I can. He's supposed to be isolated. He said, if, you, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus reached out and touched him. Jesus wasn't afraid of the virus. He went and he put his hand on him. And (laughs) Jesus, I feel this, man. Listen to this. Jesus didn't catch what the leper had. The leper kept caught what Jesus had. See, people knew, this like the woman with the issue of blood, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And when she touched him, the power went out of him. Jesus looked around like, who touched me? Because he knew that power went out of him. You know, the power is flowing right now. All you got to do is tap into it. Whoo, glory to God. See, you've been given, like they were given, the power of eternity. The difference is, Jesus sent them away, and Jesus wasn't even where they were. But when you go out, and we've been commissioned, where does it say that? Matthew, I'm glad you asked that. Matthew 28, Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Um, He said that you shall, in my name, there it is, see, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. The authority in heaven is for him. The authority in earth is for the church. So he says, go, therefore, because the authority in earth I've delegated to you. So you go in my name, cast out demons. Sounds similar to this. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He commissioned us to go heal the sick like they did, not ask the Lord to heal the sick. And we looked at last week in the book of Acts. I haven't seen anywhere where they prayed for the sick. See, some of you are waiting on God to do something about your problem when God is actually waiting on you to do something about it because he's given you authority over your circumstances. Who man, I tell you what. This is a setup right here. God supplies the power we flip the switch. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law? And that's what I was telling you, talking to you about at the uh, uh, outset. It's not miracles. the favor of God on you, the blessings of God, they don't come by trying to keep the law. See, because what what a lot of people teach is that you're saved by grace, but you live by your performance. Isn't that interesting? Think about it for a minute. If you look at, at Romans, it says that, That God had demonstrated his love for us and that while we were sinners, listen to this, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And really, this is not really talking about his, Paul is not really talking about, his point here is not about sinners being saved. His point is not God's love for sinners, but his love for believers. And certainly he loves the sinners. But but, but what he's saying here, and I'm, I'm reading from Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved from his wrath. Think about this for a minute. He loved... Now, God's love is unconditional. That means it's not based on anything you do. There's nothing you can do. I don't care what religion tells you. There's nothing you can do to get God to love you anymore. And there's nothing, no performance, no self-effort, no work on your own, nothing you can do to get God to love you any less. That's good news. His love is unconditional. Think about it. He demonstrated his love. How bad were we when we were sinners? No, 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 no. I don't want you to think about what, oh, yeah, man, I used to, I used to, I used to snort Coke, man, and run lines, and, and I used to get high, man. I, whew, I used to get drunk. No, I'm not talking about that. That's not what you... See, a person, that, you weren't a sinner because you did those things. We weren't sinners because we did that stuff. I get, did that kind of stuff. And that's, that's not what made me a sinner. What made you a sinner is what Adam did. We inherited that sin nature from Adam. That's what, what got the world into the, to a mess. Let me put a pen right here and just say that, see, Adam was a, given the original authority on the earth. Now, you can go into prior lessons. I'm not going to go in, into detail with this. But when Adam sinned in the garden, he turned the authority God had given him. God had given Adam dominion over the whole earth. And when Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he legally turned the authority in the earth over to Satan. That's why there's a mess in the world. That's why there's catastrophes and inequalities, and um, natural disasters, hurricanes, and floods, and tsunamis, and all that kind of stuff. It's not. They're not acts of God. I don't care what the insurance policy says. They're they, they're natural disasters, but they're not acts of God. They're acts of the devil. It's because we live in a world. Now, listen. Don't fall out. Uh, don't drop your drop, drop your coffee cup. We live in a world where Satan is God. Little g God. He's referred to. Second Corinthians 4.4 says he's the God of this world. Little g God of this world. When Adam. When did he get that title? when Adam turned the authority over to him in the garden. And we know that's true because Jesus, uh, when uh, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, in the, right when he began his ministry, Jesus took him up on a high mountain, He said, and he, looked, and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and he said, all this authority I will give you. For it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. When was it given to him? Adam gave it to him. He turned the authority over to Satan. The good news is the last Adam came and took the authority away from him, defeated him on the cross. And under this gospel of God's unmerited favor, under this new covenant, we have authority over all the power of the devil. Even though he's still God of this world, he's not our God. And the more people we can get to believe the gospel and get saved and accept Jesus as Lord, then they, be, then they have authority also. Just all you got to do is say yes to Jesus. You got authority over all the works of the devil. He can't lord anything over you. He can't make you sick. He can't make you broke. He can't, you see, the thief comes to steal. It's not God. It's the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have a life. And have it more abundantly, glory be to God. Now, back here, we're going to uh, wrap this up. It's going to take me about 15 minutes to wrap it up. So, <laughs> Okay, going to tie together all these loose ends. Okay, think about how bad we were because we inherited the sin nature from Adam. Not We weren't sinners. Think about before, those of you that are saved, before you got saved, we weren't sinners because of what we did We were sinners because we inherited inherited the sin nature from Adam. And right now, as believers, you're not a sinner saved by grace. You're one of the two. You can't be both. You're either a sinner or you're saved. You can't be a sinner saved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a old dirty sinner saved by grace. no. You can't be, that's a contradiction of terms. You're either a sinner or you say, we were sinners, but once we are saved by his amazing grace, we're now saved, we're no longer a sinner. Old things passed away, all things become new. And I love it because now a part of that new creation is that you are acceptable well-pleasing to God, not guilty. That's what it means to be righteous. God, now back to, back to this point, and I want to just dispel this, is what religion teaches. I hate religion. I hate religion because it binds people up. And religion teaches that you, okay, yeah, you're saved by grace. But once you're saved, I don't care what you did, it's, it's gone. I mean, you could have been a drug addict, alcoholic, I don't care what you did. It's it's all the stuff. I know you're a sinner because, because of what Adam did and, and everything that you've done. All the mess. it's It's gone. The blood of Jesus took care of it. Okay? Now, many, many people teach that. But where religion goes wrong is that they teach that when you get saved, now you live by your performance. Now you live by your effort. No, the Bible says, how did we get saved? By grace. Through faith. But no, now, now you gotta, you got to uh, earn your love. you got to maintain it through living right. No. As you have, Colossians 2.6 says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Think about it. How did you receive the Lord? By grace through faith. So walk in Him that way. We're to walk our, our life in Christ, our walk with the Lord, we're to walk the same way we got saved. By grace through faith. And, and, and see, Paul is basically saying that here. He's he's, he's saying that in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his love toward us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, so while we were sinners, while we were the ugliest that we could ever be, we were in our ugliest state as a sinner, Christ died for us when we were all ugly. We were dead in trespasses and sins. And what he's saying is that God demonstrates his love toward us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we've now, see what he's saying is, now that we've been justified or declared righteous or declared not guilty, much more shall we be saved. Because we look a a whole lot better than we did when he forgave us of all our sin, of all our ugliness, by his unmerited favor, by no good works or doing on our own. What makes makes you think that one little sin and a few little sins is going to cause God to not love you? once you've been justified by his blood. Because we look a whole lot better even with the mistakes and faults and the sins that we all do. How much more will he show you his unconditional love? That's what he's saying. How much more than if he demonstrated, if he loved you while you were no good, dirty sinner because of what Adam did, how much more than being justified and declared righteous by his faith, shall we be saved from his wrath or anger. So God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. How is he going? Like if if he's going to love, if, if he's going to turn his back on you and stop loving you because of a couple sins, then you know what that means? That means that he loved you more when you were a sinner. When, when you were uglier than you are now. He, that, 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 that he loved you more then, and he, now he turns his back on you. No, know, it, 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 if anything, he says he loves you more. Now, I know he loves you the same, but if anything, he loves you more. Does that make sense to you? He demonstrated his love while you were sinners, he died for you. He said, so, so now, ha, now, having been declared righteous, How much more will he love you now, even though you mess up? And we all messes up. I said we all messes up. Because everybody got issues. Even those people that tell you you got a total line and and you're not doing good good enough. You you, You need to try harder. You need to love God more. Even those people that tell you that nonsense misses it. From the preacher to the pew everybody got issues. But I, can, I tell you what, you look a whole lot better than you did before you got saved. When you understand that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, you, you're you going to live better. Thank you, Lord. Whew, now, let's go back into this because I want to show you your kingship. I don't know if we can finish this today, but uh, okay, I basically taught this already, actually, but let me just settle down and give you scriptures for it, and then um, I'm pack my bags get out of here. All right, now, he who supplies the Spirit. I want you to look at the, the word, a couple words here, supplies and works. Okay, it's, it's in a, um, it's, what, what's the term? Present active participle. That means it's an action that's ongoing. Works and supplies are present, active, participle. It's ongoing. Like, God is, see, the power is supplied. If you're sick, if if you need deliverance, if you need a miracle, if you need a financial miracle, you lost your job because of this pandemic, and you need a miracle. I want you to know that the, that the supply of God's spirit is flowing right now. Whoo! my goodness. It don't make no difference. See, wherever you are right now, see, we're having church because, see, God lives in you. And he's supplying right now. He's working miracles. The, the, the miracle power of God is available to you right there sitting on your couch. You don't have to go somewhere to get it. All you got to do is reach out and flip the switch with your faith. And get what you need from God. Because the supply of the Spirit, the working of miracles, it's going on all the time. Now, it's already been provided by His grace. That's why it's constantly flowing. Now, we tap into it with our faith. Last week, I spoke healing. I was inspired to speak healing over people. I'm inspired to do it again. And um, somebody told me, I didn't notice it in the chat because we're on uh, YouTube and Facebook, and somebody said, and and I asked to let us know in the comments if you received a manifestation of your healing, and somebody did on YouTube, they got healed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I encourage you to do so right now. I mean, you may have been healed. You can check yourself just because of the word. See, when the word goes forth, There's power in the Word of God. And see, you you start to get into a, your faith rises up because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and then you tap into a frequency of God's power. And you could check yourself. You may have been sick when you start start watching. You might have had a headache or pain in your leg or pain in your back. Check yourself. And if you have anything wrong with you right now, I encourage you to reach out and receive your healing. Okay? You're in a safe place right now. Nobody you don't have to be. Nobody will see you. <laughs> Amen. Because you may go to a church where your pastor don't believe this kind of stuff. You may not want to say that around him. But you're in a safe place. You can say it around me. Okay? And I can't even see you, obviously. So just go ahead and receive. Go ahead and Trade in your sickness for the healing power of God. It's, it's flowing right now. See, I don't have to prove nothing. People, I, I don't have to prove anything. I'm just declaring what God says. I'm not here to argue with anybody. Well, I don't, I, mean, I got pain, but I don't believe that. Well, you, you can stay sick if you want to, but. Uh, I encourage you to go ahead and receive your healing. See, well, I don't believe that. Well, see, it's not going to work for you because that's what makes it work, believing. All you got to do is believe it. You know, you ever heard this statement? You ever read this in the Bible that Jesus is the king of kings? You ever wonder what he's the king of? Who, the, who are the kings that he's king of? He, he king of you. I said he's king of you. You're a king. Okay, and this is generic. He said, well, I'm a queen. I'm a lady. Okay, the same thing. You're you, you, you a lady king. If it makes you feel better, call yourself a queen. It's the same thing. Now, look at this. In Revelation 1, 6, it says, and made us... A kingdom, priest, got the wrong translation up here. I wanted the, uh, the King James. He's made us kings and priests to God. You're a king and a priest. Glory to God. I said, no, you know, the Pope is the priest. You're a priest. Every believer is a priest. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm I'm no higher up than you are. I'm a pastor. I have a responsibility, but I I, I don't I, I don't have any power that you don't have. It's important that you understand that. He's given the believer the authority over all the works of the devil. Man, if I could just get the Pope to put his, you know, sprinkle something on me, or touch me, or if I can if I could just get if I just, oh, I know this pastor, I I know this this one pastor, I know, man, he's powerful. If I could just get him to pray. They really, I'm, I mean, but I, I can't get through to him. I mean, uh, he's probably got a lot of people calling on him. I know he reaches a lot of people, um, but but I, I, I don't know if I could call him. You don't have to. You've got authority. There's nothing wrong with getting Pastors or ministers or, or other people to pray for you and, and agree with you. I know the Bible says with well, two of you shall agree on earth concerning anything that shall be done. But what I'm talking to you about is using your authority. Authority is not, again, it's not talking to God about your problem. It's talking to your problem, talking to your circumstance about what God says. Tell it where to go. King down on your circumstances. I, I said king down on your circumstances because he's made you a king and a priest to God. Now Remember, we don't wrestle against flesh. And, uh, uh, remember that we, I'm going to read the scripture, but you have been risen, and I taught this, far above all principalities, powers, might, dominion, all this stuff we're about to read about, and every nameless name. You are risen. Why? Because Jesus rose far above demons, who, by the way, Satan and demons are the ones that steal, kill, and destroy. And you have authority over everything the devil is responsible for. Anything that steals, kills, and destroys, which includes sickness, the coronavirus. Jesus, in Ephesians 1, it says, was risen far above all, principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. Coronavirus is a name. Jesus has risen far above that. And then in Ephesians 2, it says, and has raised us up together with Christ and are seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ. So, Ephesians six twelve says, "For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the, the the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's who's responsible for all the mess and corruption, and um, stuff, Corona stuff, pandemic." financial crisis that's going on in the world. Settle that. It's not God. It's not God. God don't have nothing to do with the coronavirus. Now watch this. Ephesians 2.6 from the uh, Good News Bible says, in our union with Christ. See, everything that Jesus did on the cross, all of it was, none of it was for himself. He was good. He was all good. He came and took our place. And in our union with Christ, He raised us up with him to rule with him. Just let that sit right there. You have been raised up to rule. You need to be ruling over your circumstances. Huh? Watch this. I don't know how we missed this. The heavens, the religion, they won't touch this. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth He has given to the children of man. Things happen on the earth because believers let it happen. We have authority. And it's important to use your authority, not just for yourself, but to set other people free. To walk into that hospital room, to walk into that room where where somebody can't get up or where somebody has a coronavirus and command them to be healed in Jesus' name. And if you need to, just look through the window and use your authority. Your authority will go right through the window or go right through the glass. You can Go and drive up on that house. Stand on the porch. In the name of Jesus, I command you to be well. Now, that scares religious people. Don't let it scare you. See, he's giving us authority. You want to know why the bad stuff happens? Because the church lets it happen. Now, you're always going to have trouble in the world. But what I'm saying to you is that we need to be out there uh, uh, using our authority, not just for, for ourselves, but for other people. Romans five 17. I've got this scripture from the Amplified etched in glass <laughs> in a little piece at my house. Praise God. And so I could look at it. I could turn the light on. It lights up. This is uh, one of my favorite scriptures right here. For if by, if because of, this kind of sums up really everything. For if by, for if because of one man's trespasses, lapse, offense, that's Adam, death reigned through that one much more surely, much more surely than the death that reigned, Will those who receive God's overflowing grace? Watch this. Unmerited favor defines grace. And the free gift, see you don't earn righteousness. It's a gift. Much much more, those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor. And the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself. Well-pleasing to God, totally acceptable to God, not guilty. Reign, watch this, as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. See, we don't rule and reign in life by what we do for God, nor by keeping laws. Let me say that again. We don't rule and reign in life by anything we do. We don't rule and reign in life by what we do for God nor by keeping laws. How do we rule and reign? Through receiving what I've been talking to you about. Receiving God's unmerited favor, understanding that you're not blessed by what you do. You're not, you don't, you don't get the blessings of God because of what you do. You, you are blessed because of what Jesus did on the cross, period. You reign in life by receiving. That word receive is lombano. In the Greek, it means to lay a hold of. Lay a hold of what? Every day, you need to remind yourself that I'm blessed because of God's, because of God's grace, not because of what I do. And the, And the gift, the gift. I said the gift. You don't earn a gift the gift of righteousness. What's righteousness? You're not guilty. Righteousness means you're declared not guilty, totally acceptable, approved, and well-pleasing to God. You you receive those two things? Understanding you're blessed because of Jesus, not by, by your behavior, and understanding that you're not guilty, that you're approved, and you're acceptable to God, and that's not based on your performance, you'll reign in life. I just changed this slide by accident, but that's right on cue. You're a king. Where the word, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. See, when you think about a king, how does he release his authority? By his words. Child of God, release your authority over your circumstances and king down on the circumstances of life. See, this is about. See, you're not going to. This teaching is important because most Christians. They don't know they have authority over their circumstances. And they don't know that they should be speaking over their, their circumstances. When I went through the book of Acts, they, they never prayed. I don't know if I finished this thought, but we looked at this last week. And, we, and I gave you a few examples where the believers in the book of Acts, the apostles and believers, they didn't ask God to heal the sick. They went and healed the sick. Now, we know it's God. Working through them, it's God working through you, and and um, I, I'll give you that scripture next week. But it is God. God is working through you. See, but most Christians don't know they have this authority. See, you can't you 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 can't use your authority. You won't use your authority if you don't know you have it. So hopefully, if you didn't know you had it hopefully this thrills you and excites you that God is God. I didn't give you this authority. God gave it to you. And so now go out and rule and reign over your circumstances. King down on your circumstances. You are far above principalities and powers and demons and you're seated together Far above sickness and disease. You're seated together with Christ. Um, before we go, I want, I want to lead you in a confession about being seated. Just repeat this after me. Now, wherever you are, say, we are seated. We are seated. I, am seated I am seated with Christ, with Christ. in heavenly places heaven. at, the right the Father, at the right hand of the Father. The place of authority. Place of authority. I, have I have been raised up together with him. And he has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. His authority is my authority. His name belongs to me. In the mind of God and in the mind of Christ, we were raised when Christ was raised. When Christ sat down, we sat down too. That's where we are now. That's where I am, seated with him, with all the authority given unto him. That authority belongs to me. That authority is mine. That authority is mine. I have the authority that was given to him because it belongs to me through him. We help him. By carrying out his work work upon the earth. earth. Not only have we been made to sit, sit, but we are sitting sitting. far above above all principalities and might and dominion. dominion. Not only is Christ seated at the right hand of the Father, Father. far far above all these powers, but I'm there too. For it reads, he has made us, not going to make us, has made us sit together. And I receive, I lay a hold of the abundance, the abundance, the overflowing grace, God's unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. I lay a hold of it, and I lay a hold of the free gift of righteousness, which means I am approved, I'm acceptable to God, I'm not guilty, I'm well-pleasing to God, and therefore I reign and rule together with Christ as a king. And I king down on my circumstances in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Just rejoice wherever you are. Just give God thanks. It's all because of him. He supplied the power. We're just flipping the switch right now. Lord, we receive all that you have for us. I command every sick body under the sound of my voice to be healed in Jesus' name. I command prosperity to flow in the name of Jesus, abundance. And I I speak against lack in people's household right now. And I command finances to flow supernaturally, increase in supernatural favor, Lord, job opportunities, business opportunities. Father God, I just thank you. We look to you. We trust you. You are our source. And we give you the praise. We just Let's thank him some more. Just thank him right now. See, that's the response of God's amazing grace is just, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. It's not because of us. It's not because of what we do. It's because of what Jesus has done for us 2,000 years ago when he finished the work on the cross. Glory to God. It's a time of receiving right now. Just receive right now. and, and, And while we're in this sweet atmosphere of praise, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you want to live this kind of life that I'm talking about